That was one for the lovers. Uh, Speaking of love, there is a sign that I'm more compatible with. That's the sign of the PK3. Uh, In this case, tonight, a very special roundtable where we we become the PK4. Uh, Probably needing no introduction, especially since this host founded the show. One of the original three. uh, Personal favorite. Of such listeners as Karate Chop. Very exciting. Welcome to the show one last time at Nimity. Welcome to the podcast. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic Nimity. Classing it up. Classic jab one, two, cross from Nimity. <laughs> Leading me right into probably the heavy bag of her affections. The. Real originator of this show? Slim, welcome to your own show. I think my favorite part of that Prince song is when he goes, eh. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a real pleasure to eh here with you tonight. That leaves one remaining host, you know, to fill the gap. He's the VP of merch, the people's champ, you know, he's constantly on conference calls, um, Making just deals. wheeling, dealing, doing much business. He <laughs> is our very own Dale underscore A. Welcome to the Paper Cape Podcast, your show. You know, you started it all. How do you feel, Dale? Yeah, to be able to come, you know, from the beginning, full circle, just shortly lapsing episode 250 of our, uh, you know, our, our root podcast if you will mm. the main original recipe show, original recipe and here we are a round table episode for the ages it's a big episode it's a big episode keep in mind mean, we also just uh, lapsed the 20th year since the first mission impossible movie came out <laughs> to theaters <laughs> i feel like 90 percent of your retweets anymore are Something, something yeah, came out. idiot, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me finish. You know, 20 years ago, or 10 years ago, X came out, and it's like you oh, inconceivably man. thinking about how long ago something came out and cracks think, me up every time. I think what it is, it's like we're coming into this sort of eclipse where it's really going to start getting bad for me, guys. Like, nostalgia <laughs> is Starting? just going to start spooning. Yeah, it's like it was. it might have been bad before, but... 
I'm starting to, you know, remember around uh, Mission Impossible. The first time I went to the theater, I fell asleep in the theater watching. It was so late. You got to second you know, base with your high school sweetheart. My stepbrother, Matt, <laughs> got to second base with him and he took me to the movies. So I had to repay him, obviously. And, the rules uh, of the road were in effect. So unprecedented episode. Yes. You know, we've, uh, we've done at least six of these bad boys. And uh, I'd like to invite for a second uh, the founder, a word from our founder. Uh, for, from now on, uh, we're going to call this Founder's Corner. Uh, a word, if you I'm would, gonna, slim to the audience. I'm going to call it damage control. <laughs> <laughs> Let me step up to the mic that Jonesy has now prepared for me in center stage. You know, we started the Patreon. You know, we can call it damage control one final time, last time ever. We started this Patreon we had uh, some tiers. You know, we were all hot with these tier ideas. Roundtable once a month. That's going to be easy. Let's do it. Wrong. It's not easy. It's very difficult. So without further ado, as we already <laughs> wrote a note to the Patreon backers. So this is old news to them. But this will be our last roundtable, monthly roundtable episode. Uh, it's just, you know, it's really hard to schedule a monthly episode, you would think it's not that hard to read maybe two or three more books. But we're getting to the point in our lives where it's very difficult to do that. And uh, so that's the first part of my speech. Uh, but it is very hard to mm-hmm. to read comic books now and plan another podcast episode around it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it it's weird to think what that we're here, but that's what we are. We're fathers now. We uh, 9.30 is like an appealing bedtime for most of us. And it, it doesn't feel, we don't feel bad. We don't feel like losers for going to bed at 9.30 anymore. It feels good. It feels right. It feels like I could get up the next morning uh, and not have to listen to this phantom Behringer static on our <laughs> podcast every time. And I could get up in the morning and maybe do a little something before we get ready for our day. <laughs> and then I can, you know, I can wax and wane about about 20 years this and that, 20 years since Mission Impossible, 20 years since the Luna's classic. I got 5 on it. <laughs> Certainly one of my summer anthems. Yeah, you felt up your stepbrother listening to this song, I think. Yeah, right after he took me, right after he jostled me awake from when I fell asleep watching Mission Impossible at the Vineland 4 one last time, we, uh, we popped this old single in his uh, crappy old pickup truck that was rusted out at the bottom of the floor, and uh, they call it the rules of the road, you know what I mean? So, that's where I'm at. It's Lunas. I got five on Slim, if you could just tap your wife to make sure she's awake real quick. We talked about Dale finding 9.30 p.m. attractive. <laughs> Amanda finds 8 p.m. attractive. <laughs> so she is in a comatose state. We're recording at 10 o'clock. I'm trying. Uh, the second bit about my little speech, damage control... Slim's Corner, whatever it's called, Founders Circle. Uh, you know, I, ha- I had this big idea to have Amanda start our own podcast for a tier for the Patreon. And listen, I'll be honest with you. 
marriage needs communication. <laughs> and I dropped the ball big time. So Amanda valiantly attempted, you know, a few test episodes with an as yet unnamed host. And she wasn't happy with the quality. And we felt that it was best to pull the ripcord, the podcast ripcord, as it were. So that, mm-hmm. that tier will retire. And we're going to kind of uh, simplify the Patreon and stay true to the main idea, which was if you want to support the show, that's fine. You can do that. But we're not going to have kind of nutty tiers anymore. Um, so, again, that's old news to the Patreon backers, but now it's kind of out to everyone else. Um, and there you have it. So I would like to publicly apologize to my wife for everything up until this point. Everything. I mean, <laughs> everything. I, yeah, everything. Wow. Minity, right here live on the Paper Cake final roundtable episode. I know. You can I feel like for I everything. Like put him on blast, and now he's like... Yeah, when someone shows up with flowers and you're like, oh, crap, what did you do? Yeah, right. What's happening? No, I did. I did try. Legit. Like, I, we, he, my friend did, um, we came up with the name. We came up with, he made a logo. He spent a lot of time doing it, but he's going to use it for something else now. We, we did, we tried recording multiple times and it just, I was not feeling it at all. Yeah. And it's also, like, personally, for me, I envision when Slim's like writing up these tears and about to publish this live article on patreon.com, he barely checked with you to make sure (laughs) you doing a podcast was okay for one of the tears. And then he hit publish probably before you had replied back. That's what I envision it being. You know, we don't need to get into the nitty gritty of the matter. Sure. Yeah. But that's like, but that's like something for behind the scenes. Yeah. That's a behind the scenes marriage thing that Amanda and I can discuss privately. Yeah. Privately with our therapist. (laughs) You know, people think these are jokes. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Therapy's funny, guys. Isn't it? To you. Isn't it? It's not serious. <laughs> serious matter. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. You know? Absolutely. We, we <laughs> <laughs> so the Patreon will, will, will get simplified. It already is more than likely by the time this posts. So thanks, everyone, for your support. Um, and, you know, this is the final roundtable ever you know we're shutting it down putting it back in the chamber the gun bullet chamber whatever you call those things nobody knows it's like the disney vault to be released again in like 11 years yeah maybe yeah maybe when we yeah, get another I, hiatus I foresee, we'll like, come back and surprise people one day and then dale yeah. tweeted about it about 20 years ago when you guys did your uh, pk roundtables <laughs> i'm gonna queue up lunas again real quick. <laughs> i'm just uh i'm just ready for a hashtag hiatus too that's all i'm saying Dale, Dale would rather yes. jump in front of a moving tractor trailer <laughs> than come to grips with, with what that would mean to him. Absolutely, yeah. That's probably why I have so many heart problems right now. It's <laughs> really get down to the meat of it. All right. So there's my speeches over, Jens. You can regain the reins to the show. I mean, one final time at the reins. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll switch it up for the main show. You know, maybe... Maybe we'll start that, hosting that, those every so often. You know what? That came off as desire. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just let me squash that real quick. You know, uh, in your capable hands, Slim. Got it. The hands of a master. You know, 20 years, podcast mm-hmm. legend. Looking back 20 years ago, did we know? Yeah. Who knew? And it's with that legend that we start off. Slim, what did you read this past oh, day, week, God. month, year? Can I can I blow some minds right now, please? 
at a minute. I wish you, you would. Are you ready to have your mind blown? I'm ready. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if I can really blow the minds because it would be heavy, thick, girthy with spoilers, throbbing. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to cut that, that last part out. Couldn't hold it anymore. I kept thinking about Dale's stepbrother. <laughs> Uh, here we go. DC Universe Rebirth number one. What? Oh, yeah. wow. What? Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm pulling Man. out all the stops. You know what? This is Dirty Pool. I call a flag on a play. DC Universe, you know, they're holding the line at 299. They're trying Alleged. to get new readers in with a big old 80 page 299 DC Universe Rebirth. So if you <laughs> get it in the ground floor, <laughs> is, that, is that Prince right now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you want to get on the ground floor, you get DC Universe Rebirth number one. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I won't, I won't delve into the second shocking twist at the end, unless you guys want to hear it. I don't know if you do. Uh, Dale's hesitant to agree. I'm, temp- That's fine. I'm tempted to he- listen to Shocking. It. I'll tell you what. This, this sets the stage, and it's, the first part isn't like a spoiler. It's, it's kind of like the whole issue. Um, Batman is interrupted by Wally West in the Batcave from pre-New 52. He's like, Batman, this universe isn't right. Something happened. You need to remember. And he's jumping around to New 52 because uh, at a minute, I'm not sure, or anyone else who doesn't know how New 52 started, the Flash went back in time to save his mother's life and screwed up and had to put together time as best he could. That's But Barry Allen, not Wally West, right? Yeah, Barry Allen. So like, Bits and pieces were different. There was 10 years, quote-unquote, missing, so everyone was younger and, like, rookies, so to speak. Just had to wake her up. Um, and so Wally West comes back to DC New 52, and so, so he, he has a problem with the time force. He's, like, unstable. He's trying to, like, get Batman. He's like, Batman, that note that you got from your parents, think about it. It's, it's something's not right. And he, like, drifts back <laughs> into the time force or whatever it's called. Uh, so he's trying to get the, the handle on multiple people that could help him right the wrongs. He says someone is behind this universe that we don't, that we've never met before. Someone did this and it wasn't the flash. Someone's pulling the strings and the whole issue is making you wonder like, all right, who, who could it be? I've never, I don't know who this would be. Someone they've never met before. And at the very last page, the last few pages, it is revealed to you what has potentially happened. And it has uh. made me shocked. I was shocked and excited for Rebirth. Superboy, Superboy Prime. I feel like he's... Jonesy, do you think I would be excited about that? Come on. <laughs> Jonesy, come on, rookie. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to close the uh, laptop that I don't have and just... Yeah, close that. <laughs> so I thought it was a really good first issue. Huge. It's like 60, 70 pages. Mm-hmm. And the internet is just kind of poop all over it, probably. Oh I think it already leaked on Reddit and people were puping all over themselves. So, but not on it. They were pooping on themselves. I don't know. I think they might have been puping on it. <laughs> oh, man. I, so, I'm so eager to... Uh, I want to read it. I want to get jump back in. It's time. Just in time for us to not do the roundtables anymore. <laughs> <laughs> also, just in time for you to not read it because you probably won't read it. I you probably won't read it, but you know, I, I'll slim. tell you where it's going to go, Slim, in a stack on that uh, table 
right behind Dale. Yeah, you guys That's where it's know gonna go. so well. Idiot. Idiot <laughs> Dale. <laughs> Idiot F. Idiot. So that's my first pick. Yeah, wow. Suck. Swung for the fences on the first one. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask with this next uh, just unbelievable founding host, the Minity. What did you read this Radio. day, week, month, life? Oh, boy. I've been reading a lot lately. <clears throat> and I think I've been forgetting Hashtag the a only lot one. Too. Yeah, I was, I was excited to be like, oh, have you guys read blah, 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 and then we could like chat about it, but you guys didn't read anything. <laughs> so if this is the gold we're never going to get. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not really a big superhero person, but I really wanted to check out the all-new Wolverine. I almost uh, read that. (laughs) I almost (laughs) read that for the show. (laughs) Almost. Well, let me tell you, Dale, you should, because it's pretty good. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I didn't, and it was nice, because I didn't know anything about Laura. And it it starts out in uh, Paris, which was like an extra added bonus. Mm -hmm. But um, so she's out front of the Eiffel Tower, and um, she saves this guy who's being assassinated. And she's shot and she falls. She's knocked unconscious. She has this, like, dream of this conversation she has with Logan about how um, they're... And the conversation keeps going on throughout the whole thing about how she was made to be a killer, but she can't actually kill anyone. And so she thinks she's a failure, but... Um, Wolvie tells her that she's actually doing better because freaking out. Um, doing better because she's actually not the weapon that they made her to be. But um, she goes up to the Eiffel Tower and she finds out that the person up there is actually a clone of her. And there's all these clones and they all have the same face as her. And she's got to figure out what is going on. I don't want to spoil too much, but it's um, it's really good. Question. Really, really good. Laura is X23. Yes. I didn't know they named her. Yeah, and she also like so she's she's openly like not in her uniform when she's first shot and then like they all think she's dead, but she just gets up and then like she puts on this uniform and everyone knows who she is. So I don't know if she's like secret identity or not. Isn't she like dating nineteen sixties Angel too? Uh or just Angel? I don't know that they're dating in this oh, maybe just hooking up maybe yeah maybe that's probably what second basing <laughs> going to the vineland four in other words you know? <laughs> yeah i've been meaning to read that too but it hasn't I haven't been able to find time to read it i've, I've heard the same thing i heard it's really good it is. Yeah, yeah i like i like the x23 character and i and i really wanted to read it just after x-force i was like i want some wolverine in my life mm. What's the elevator pitch for X-23 for someone who doesn't know much about the character? Let's say I'm the audience, doesn't know X-23. What's seller to me in one sentence? Uh, I'm not good at this. <laughs> I Okay, the, the only way I can sell anything is that I don't like anything. So if I do like it, it's worth checking out. <laughs> Isn't it like... Um... I don't. 
I don't know, is Wolverine's like uh, history a big part of it? Like, is she trying to come out of his shadow and be her own person? Or yeah, um, I mean, the only time she goes back and talks to him is is about herself. It's not anything really about him. So it's definitely her trying to be her own person. Absolutely. Hmm. Is what is she? Old? She's codenamed Wolverine in this. Uh, like she's yeah, not X twenty three. Right. Dig it. All new Wolverine starring X twenty three slash Lara. You know the same writer I think did Injustice. Tom Taylor. Really? Yeah, so maybe that'll be your pitch. Are you ready, Dale, for me to knock your socks off? I was hoping I somebody else read my book. You're just hoping. No, go Black ahead. Black Road. Issues one and two. I didn't you know read that. Your boy, Brian Wood. Back to the uh wheelhouse. Telling a story, it's subtitled Black Road, a Magnus the Black Mystery. Wow. You know, foretelling that maybe we'll have many Magnus the Black Mysteries uh, to come. Mm -hmm. And the story so far is Magnus the Black, shocker, you know, Viking warrior hired by a, uh, I want to say like a bishop to be a bodyguard as they travel up the uh, Black Road, which is a... like a a path through Viking territory that leads to Christianity where like it's often beset by like bandits and murderers and so forth and so on. So uh, the first issue uh, ends with uh, spoilers, you know, Magnus and this Bishop are set upon by uh, what we think are thieves and the Bishop's killed trade off. So Magnus has to kind of befriend his daughter uh, to kind of complete the mission. Like, he feels compelled by his honor to complete this mission. And the big mystery that Magnus has to solve is that, you know, the church is sent to investigate because the townsfolk is being told that the uh, Christians are building churches and fortifying roads and improving, you know, the Viking territory. But in reality, the people go missing. The people that are getting recruited to work never show up. So, you know, the Catholics want to keep it quiet. So they sent kind of this, you know, marauder up there with one of their own to check it out. So it's a, mm. once you find that out in the second issue, it really opens you up until, you know, what exactly you're getting into. It's pretty good. The Black Road, uh, Brian Wood, Dale's favorite, uh, non, Dale's you boy. know, shocking to anybody. I this am, is an image okay. number one. So I picked it up. For the record, hasn't <laughs> been my boy for a while. All right. I, I like his, I enjoy his work. For the record. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of quoting for the record. Uh, but now that Dale's socks are off and in the hamper. <laughs> Dale, why don't you tell size us. size small <laughs> child socks. The socks that he stole off of a child's diorama of a <laughs> Iroquois tribe in winter. What's <laughs> Iroquois have to do with socks? <laughs> Did no, they I even was try- wear socks? It was, try- was a callback to a joke I made about his moccasins. And I, uh, I didn't quite connect the dots. 20-year 20, 20 callback. It might have been 200 episodes ago that I made that joke, but, you know, callback. All I don't right, think, yeah, I, you, I, don't think re- I revealed my shoe size until maybe 100 episodes ago. <laughs> All right, I put it out there. I wear Not this, you, me. This burden. <laughs> Just... I I tell you what we've had some pretty great books this first round of the uh, the the last round table ever allege uh, I'm gonna I mean I'm gonna 
close this round, uh, I'm going to bring it home with the book that you should be reading, Future Quest, issue number one by DC Comics. Wow. Uh, If you think of Future Quest as being the ultimate crossover book featuring many of the Hanna-Barbera characters of the uh, 1960s, you'd be right in the in the right wheelhouse. And um, this is Jeff Parker and Evan Doc Shaner on Ooh. art. And let me Ooh. tell you, when it doesn't get much better than the art in this book, um, I'm telling you the honest truth, Scout's Honor, it doesn't get much better. Um, the, the, the scene is set in the Florida Keys where the Quest family, and I will probably call them the Venture family at least once or twice, during my spiel, but the Quest family have set up shop, and Dr. Quest is uh, has been kind of working and monitoring these anomalies, kind of like um, Jane's character in Thor. Like, uh, these uh, anomalies show up, and, they, and he's trying to kind of, like, test what they are, while Johnny and his friend and adopted brother Haji is out with Race Bannon testing out these new jetpacks, uh, something appears out of thin air, these spider-like beings, and uh, they're ultimately trying to retrieve some lost technology. And meanwhile, this is going on. Uh, a visit to Dr. Quest's lab is one Birdman in his undercover garb. So Birdman and, and another secret agent show up. Uh, and by the end of the issue, when the S starts hitting the fan... Birdman like suits up. He has his Bird Avenger with him, and at the very last panel, spoilers, but I'm gonna spoil it because you need to see it. Is uh, something pops through and is the one and only Space Ghost, coast to coast, mm-hmm. and it's wow. a you don't, cameo city. Yeah, you don't, and you don't have to know anything about these characters. I'm I'm not the biggest Hanna Barbera fan, but I know quite a bit about the uh, the cast mostly because of the Adult Swim cartoons in the early 2000s that I used to watch. But it's a great first issue. It sets up a great storyline. And if you have any sort of nostalgic um, love for these characters at all, it's just going to be totally cool to see them in a new story with Doc Shaner's art. I mean, How he, good is Doc Shaner's art? It's astounding i feel it like he's he's somni he's somni level but doesn't get the mm, whatever you would consider mainstream recognition because he doesn't do marvel or dc stuff right you're yeah you're you're absolutely right it's i mean it's stunning it's worth taking a look at because it's gorgeous gorgeous mm. work mm. Future Quest, and that that kicks off the uh, line of uh, new hanna-barbera comics coming from dc Hmm. Amazing. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, I do have a soft spot for those old H uh, and B cartoons. Uh, the last round two in Paper Cake history. Start us off, Slim. Should I talk about Department H or Tet? Or I'm sorry, you can't say that on the show. You're gonna have to do that. <laughs> Or Harrow County. Which one? Chenzi, you pick. Uh, I, I think Harrow County sounds the most intriguing. 
Harrow County is a beautiful book from our dear friends at Dark Horse Comics. Mm. And it's mm. a farming town in the in the witch witch era. You know, young not maybe not I wouldn't say witch era, but let's say like eighteen hundreds. Young girl growing up, father, single father watching over her, always very nervous. And they have a young calf born that is very sickly and is probably going to die. And he goes out to like get his gun or whatever, and he comes back, and the calf is fine, somehow miraculously healed. So the father starts to puke a little bit, and he thinks this is related to something that happened in his past which was a dark period in the town's history where they killed uh, an alleged witch. And she said that she would always come back. So now he thinks his own daughter is the witch reborn. And now the town is aware. So the town comes after the girl, including the father. The father tries to kill his own daughter because of what the witch was capable of. And she eventually, you know, has to come to grips with her being like almost kicked out of her own family, her own father tries to strangle her to death because she might be a witch. And eventually she comes to realize that she does have some, you know, witch a powers. And (sighs) I wish a witch a woman queued up. I really did. (laughs) You really blew it here. (laughs) I really did. But, um, it's a trade paperback. I think there's two volumes out and, it it just fits into that dark horse mold that I love, which is you you give you know two characters enough rope and they see what kind of fun horror supernatural or whatever book they can put together. And it was really beautiful book and some really scary scenes with this kid with no skin and this his she like the girl finds his skin in the forest and like packages it up and brings it home and Ugh. it like starts talking to her. It's just—it's like a quintessential dark horse book, and I really loved it. Man, I've heard good things of Harrow County. Yeah, I can't remember who the writer is, but I feel it's like a mainstream. Let me quick get the intern on that. You know, it's a good one too, Joe Gollum. Did you read that yet? So, like Joe Gollum, a cult detective. It's very Hellboy. Uh, Harrow County. Colin Bunn. Hmm. There you go. Six Gun fame, I think, right? You know, we got a milestone episode coming up. Do and we? that that series is coming to an end, I think, Hellheim in a couple mm. months. You know? We'll if see. we make it that far. We will see. You know? Well, let's not count our chickens. <laughs> Hashtag hiatus too. Hashtag count chickens. <laughs> so, that brings us to the next toast. Nimity. What do you have for us? The last time we'll hear from Nimity at a round table. Or okay, or ever, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I actually read Harrow County too, and I like read it and totally forgot that I read it until you described it. But then I was trying to remember, did I read it or was it that movie that we saw? Remember that movie where the girl was Yeah. It's like almost the it same thing. It was similar. What did you think of Harrow County? Very similar. Uh, once you said that she was talking to the boy's skin, I was like, yes, I did read that. It was that. really scary. It was so creepy. 
And then his like little like, skinny hand like came out of the satchel <laughs> and was like pointing with like no bones. Here, I'm hearing that secondhand, and that's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, the cover of is the skin hand coming out of a little b- box. Like, just imagine no bones in this hand, like just hanging out. Like, right. could you please stop around. making that motion, please? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So I've been trying to find some bandesines to read. Mm -hmm. Which are for the audience? Those are French comic books. Um, So Comixology has uh, quite a few that are translated to English. And if you're interested in that, you should try Promethe. Not Promethea, Prometheus, Promethea. Mm. Um, so it's the not too distant future, a couple years from now. And um, it opens up with NASA has launched, um, I forget what their objective was, but they launched a shuttle into space. And all of a sudden, like they lose communication with the shuttle. It's just completely disappeared off of radar. They can't contact them. They can't get a hold of anybody. And the time is 11, 13 at night. And um, at this time, all the clocks in the entire world stop. And it's they stop at 13, 13. And this continues on for a couple days. Um, the next day, like planes just start dropping out of the air and again it's at 1313 um there's another day where like the titanic has resurrected and it's like full-on like it was back in the early 1900s titanic just sailing on the sea are the people alive um no they actually get to go on the ship and it's like ghost ship it's very creepy it's it's like pristine condition like it just set sails but there's no one on it um, Steamship, but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, actually, we well actually, um, yeah. So this keeps happening at thirteen thirteen every night, and they find this device that turns on at thirteen thirteen every night, and so they're kind of trying to figure out the correlation, and I think they're assuming some sort of alien technology, but um, it's really good. Okay. I I think like I mean, well yeah it's a bond destiny so the, the whole series is done in French but it's not all up on Comixology yet I think they're up to issue like nine or so eight or nine so still waiting for that to come out is this like the is every issue like more than normal number of pages like is it that long do you know um I believe the first one. No, they're they're about normal. First one was twenty seven pages. Okay. So, but when it's released in France, it's released as a whole collection, right? Cause it's a bunch yeah. When you had first told me about it, I was wondering if it was the, mm. where them they try to acclimate their work for American audiences, so they cut up a graphic novel and oh, okay, you know, like yeah. add to be continued or whatever breaks. Mm. But it's Delcor. Mm. Hmm. Delcor. So, yeah. Yeah, I once. You know, a few times chatted with Guy Delcor when I was in France. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. last time. Yeah, he's a great, great guy. Great. Moving dancer. on. Okay, so on the, the dance next, floor to discotheque. Uh, you know, oh, with man. his wife, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, 
Listen to some Giorgio on the discotheque floor. I got Man. on the dance floor and I did my move and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <All right. laughs> You probably loved, everybody just probably loved you. <laughs> that was a big hit in the French countryside <laughs> discotheque. The countryside discotheque, was it at a barn? That's what you make it seem yeah, like. You know, once you go into it, it's not for me to discuss outside of it. You have to experience it. Right, probably. Firsthand. It's to be lived, not to be described. Right? <sighs> It's to be lived. What a great mm. phrase. I'm going to yeah, steal that. Was that. Like right on. That was perfect. Oh, my God. Jonesy, I could die for you right now. Writer. <laughs> <laughs> have you been reading my Zen Buddhism book? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> uh, tai Chi every Wednesday. <laughs> All right. Next book. I feel I might have been striving to just impress Dale with the books I chose. Anthropomorphic uh, something. Nah. Cross between Time Cop and Inglorious Bastards. It's Archangel. Okay. February 2016. Most of the major cities are abandoned husks with few government nerve centers still operating. A group, uh, like a think tank, uh, basically decides that they can, the only way to not they want to go back and alter the time stream so that this world is fixed. But the least catastrophic way they can do it is to replace this sleeper agent with someone from their own time. So they go and they change his face and they get him all ready and they send him back in time to replace his great-grandfather in World War II at the Pentagon. Dale, are you still with us? Dale, someone check. Is he... Dale? He just made a baby in his shorts. <laughs> so I just all my I've spent all my energy on the love I just released, and I can't even. <coughs> so I can't in even true, be to use the bathroom before I go to bed right now. <laughs> in true uh, time cop fashion, there is another faction who has imperfect technology, so they send sleepers. Like through different, like they're trying to hit this era, so they're hitting six months before, three months after, whatever, in an attempt to bring about the future because they want to control the rebuilding. They want to be the masters of the new world. So, but it's all set in World War II, um, U.S. occupied Berlin. And at the end, there's a pretty huge mm -hmm. twist. Um, well, I won't tell you what the twist is, but the opposing forces send two modern stealth bombers and because of the glitch the technology is imperfect they they go right into like a, a dog fight and they get destroyed and now the germans have world war ii germans have access to this mm. like technology from 60 years later it's a really really uh intense book like it's it's a pot boiler they would call it Sounds so, like um, Archangel. IDW Publishing. Hmm. Uh, William Gibson, uh, creative force behind that. That's what the name of the book is, Archangel? Archangel. Hmm. Willie Gibbs, <clears throat> his friends call him. That sounds like Man in the High Castle a little bit, which which does. reminds me. Did you guys, I know you guys did that for Book Jug, RIP, but have you ever hmm. watched the, the also show? Also no longer a Patreon tier. <laughs> I was never a tier. Thank goodness purpose. it ever was. Otherwise, we'd have to remove it. 
That's funny. Um, this past, I texted Jonesy about it because this past weekend on my two days of ellipticaling, I watched the first two episodes of it. Yeah, and I actually just put it on my Amazon Prime list after he texted me that, and I wanted to queue it up maybe tonight if we're not playing Rocket League. I'll watch the first episode. And maybe, um, spoilery, but you read the book, right? Both of you have read yes. the book. Mm-hmm. How does it end again? What's the ending of that? I know so, the, the, the series starts out with however far I got where there's like propaganda tapes of the other world, the non yeah, that was Nazi never, one world. That was never in the book. Oh, really? Yeah. The, uh, right. The, the uh, closest... Go ahead, Dale. I'm sorry. 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 The Slim. In the book, there was a book instead of film. In the in the show, the film "The Grasshopper Lies Heavy." In the book, there's a book called "The Grasshopper Lies Heavy." Hmm. Both <laughs> both uh, the the man in the high castle creates both of these things. So, in the book, in the novel, people are swayed by just a book, thinking that there's another world. And there's also I don't see. I haven't watched the show. Does the I Ching handle like factor in pretty heavily to this? Uh, yeah, so far. That's oh. when the uh, uh, Slim is when the guy, the Japanese guy's playing with the bamboo sticks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that plays heavily. But so. but we don't get to the part where, like, the guy visualizes San Francisco being different or anything yet, Jonesy. Okay. I don't want to so say any further because I don't want I don't want to spoil. Probably, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. As as good as I thought the show was, I just never, didn't have any desire. I mean, there's, like, episode two or three where the Japanese interrogate this one uh, gun manufacturer dude like in the assembly line Dale, Dale have you seen that episode yeah where yeah, they, yeah. they that was episode two they take his sister and daughter and like he, they're trying to get to find out where his girlfriend went they think she's involved in the propaganda as like a uh, sharing of this tape or it's, it's film film yeah and they and they couldn't they like take his sister and family in and say, like, you better tell us because we have your sister and family and we could do some bad things to them if you don't tell us where she is right now. And I think he doesn't even really know. And, Jonesy, have you watched this episode yet? No, I, I, I haven't watched any of it yet. But it, it sounds like they're, and Dale, you've watched two episodes, so are they making more action than actually occurred in the book? Because I don't remember. There is there is a good amount of action and kind of high-intensity drama, but that that one episode was really haunting. And yeah, it was it was very it, haunting. It was because you was, knew, like, when, as soon as they put the family in the waiting room. Yeah, it was really. I mean, I don't know. Some of the I thought it was pretty well done, but for whatever reason, I just didn't have any desire to add it into my one TV show a week or month <laughs> or year schedule. Yeah, Josie. For, la- for I guess for back of a, a lack of a better description, they're they're building in like like slim said a lot more intensity each episode so it's a lot more like boots on the ground like what the japanese government and the german government are doing like day to day yeah that the focus of the book was really these people it from what i understood it's like the ending of the book the way i saw it is the 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 ultimate scene is Forget the ja- the Japanese, not the overlord, but the guy who's kind of pulling the strings from the key players in the book. Like he has an out of body experience where he crosses over to our timeline, and uh, mm-hmm. where are they San Francisco, 
Yeah, San Francisco. And, I'm, San, I'm wondering how they handle that. Yeah, San Francisco is complete. Like, uh, it's not in shambles like it is in, in the book. And, you know, instead of the Japanese being lords, it's like that time, like in our history, where, like, we were racist towards the Japanese that were here. Like, he's like, he walks into a diner and he tries to command the people to walk out and they kind of, like, turn on him. And then, like, that was the last scene. Dale, is that the last scene of the book? Or is they actually resonate. walk up to High Castle? That would probably resonate in the TV series. I feel like that would mm-hmm. maybe like a. I'm not sure where the first season ended, but that would probably work out. The uh, just as, like a super super side note, but the the opening title sequence is the same company who did the Daredevil opening title sequence. Oh yeah, and it's act the the opening title sequence to the show is very good. It's That's very like impactful. All right, anyway. brings us to uh, keynote speaker of the night. Uh, with his final round two pick ever, Dale underscore A. Alleged. Um, I went and I hit the old submit section for a Chang Bang, a tomb sweeping day. It's a nice little uh, slice of lifer, as they call it, about a family with the matriarch grandmother in Japan who... Uh, spend the day by going to visit the husband's tomb, the grandfather, and they basically spend the day like a picnic. It's like a picnic there, and it's from the grandmother on down. The grandmother is very, um, she's like very meaningful, like she's there to spend time with her husband. She cleans up the tomb. She sweeps the tomb. She cuts up like fresh fruit and burns incense and puts it on top of this tombstone. Like she's there to sit with him. And then like from, from there on down, like it's a very respectful thing how the whole family's there to spend time and support the grandmother. But like the kids are off playing ball and eating and doing their own thing. But they're kind of like so far removed from the, from the intimacy and the love of it that, that, I mean, it's just, they're just like, but, but they're, but the point is they're all spending the day together and by the, it's just like a little 10 page comic, but by the end, it's really beautiful. Like the, um, and it's translated from Japanese. So it's just like the, uh, you know, the wife kisses the husband and says goodbye until next year or maybe sooner. If the wife is lucky enough to join her husband uh, in eternity kind of thing, but um, it's like in a, um, almost in a charcoal color, like art and color scheme. And uh, it's written by Yen Ui, art by Debbie Tung. And uh, it's really, really beautiful little story. I really like it. I think you guys should check it out. 99 cents. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth it to uh, check out this nice little book. So how did you stumble, how did you stumble upon that one? <coughs> Um, I was, it just happened to be the, I was looking in the submit section and it was just in the new releases. So the, uh, the, the title, the, the cover ju- kind of jumped up out, out at me and, uh, I just went from there. I mean, it didn't have like a boneless skin hand coming out of a <laughs> chest of any kind though. Yeah. It wasn't like, just like a little floppy piece of skin like waving and killed all the waving me on but yeah so normally not what i would go through go to but did hmm. i was waiting it. for a little skinless yeah. boneless hand to come skinless to the, to the ground 
Yeah. Uh, flop. For my own horror, Slim, if you could just do that gesture again, that will send me to my <laughs> chilly grave. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, so I'm going to ask that for the last lightning round in paper cake history, alleged, uh, Dale, can you give us some mouth lightning? <laughs> lightning round, a book you read this life uh, in two sentences or less, uh, Slim. Tet from IDW, right uh, in Dale's wheelhouse, Vietnam. Mm. That wasn't any of my senses yet. A soldier experiences love in Vietnam, but tragedy strikes. Years later, he returns. Does tragedy strike again? Question mark. I stumbled upon Black Metal by Rick Spears. It's one sentence. <laughs> sorry. Fine. It's okay. that's one she's sentence. new. Sorry. She's new to I'm the format. Slim. She's new to the format. I blew through all three volumes because it is Scott Pilgrim meets Spinal Tap. Wow. And I lulled. What? Wow. Old Man Logan, issue six. Imagine if the movie 30 Days of Night starred Wolverine. And it's probably 10 times as bad a as I just made that sound. Please. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Super Horror, another Comixology submit book. An anthology story, each one completely silent. The artwork does all the storytelling for you. Fantastic issue. So I just want to ask for the last roundtable episode, you read a 10-page comic and a comic <laughs> that has no words. I just want to clarify <laughs> the, the carriers issue one. Uh, oh, sorry, that's all the time we have. A group of carrier pigeons uh, <laughs> say all the words in the world for twenty-seven pages in a book. They guard the harbors of Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listeners, maybe that would be you're never like F you back, F you in your stupid A, F you. Former Patreon supporters, listeners, Save by the Bell, issue six. <laughs> the gang cuts class <laughs> to go eat potato salad on the beach, and Kelly gets sick. <laughs> Mr. Belding gives him all detention for two weeks. I don't think anywhere else would you find a description of Saved by the Bell with Prince uh, in the background. Only paper cake, folks. Uh, now just a dream. Uh, the round table. Beautiful why it lasted, but we flew clo- too close to the sun. And now we'll let the purple one take us out. Ah!
Cheers.